Hey everyone, I'm Carrie. Hello everyone, I am Bruce. And this is CSI Talk. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another week, another episode of CSI Talk. This week, we're going to be breaking down episode three of season two of CSI Vegas, the story of a gun. Before we get into today's episode, just want to let you all know that this is a safe space for you. So whenever you want to come in here, just to spend time with us and listen to us talking about favorite crime, science crime fighting show, we got you. We usually record this on a Friday, but it's Saturday, the eve of my birthday, so we're gonna... Okay, a lot happened last night, so we're recording right now. So, the episode begins with teenagers. Hi, as a Kai, they are all high, and they, are, they have to dodge a car, and this car ends up hitting a light bulb. And by the way, there's a Dojo Cat song playing, and I never thought I'd leave the day. I would leave the day in which Dojo Cat and CSI would be on the same context. But yeah. So the woman in the car dies, and the boys get out of the car to see how she's doing. And one of them is. At least they did that. Even the hot dogs these days won't Yeah. This is happening in that ghost town, by the way, so not a lot of people around. And one of them says something like, oh, we have to call someone. But and it's actually a ranch. The ranch kind of reminds me of a flush from one of the ranches on C7. Yeah, yeah. Everybody me too. And then... He said we have to call someone, and then this other guy does call someone, but not the police. He calls his friend, like, dude, you're not gonna, you're never gonna guess what happened. I think he's doing something like a Snapchat, actually. Okay, but if you find a dead body, you have to call the police. Yeah. Okay. If you have an alibi and you don't have a sketchy pass, they're never gonna, they, they won't think that you're a suspect. So then, cuts to Josh and Serena making out in the CSI locker room. It's getting hot and heavy. And yeah, and if you're not serious, you don't do that. So to me, they are serious. Just going up a heating locker room. Yeah, can I just say the locker room has changed? It's a, a lot bigger now than it used to. This must be the TD, not the crime lab. We never saw the actual police department go through. Yeah, it could be the PD one. I mean, well, so they they were making out, and then Trey calls him, and then Serena tells him that she should block Trey, which you know she was right, by the way. Yeah. And then 
Max calls Josh because they have a scene to go to. And then Serena gets another call about the same scene. And they have to go to this ghost town. And when they arrive there, Max, Max is low, low key. She ships ransom. Max ships ransom. I love that. I don't think she cares who they date. Well, but in my mind, she ships ransom. Because to me, she probably like, don't date somebody you work with because that's my policy. Well, yeah, that didn't stop Grissom and Sarah. Well, I mean, that did stop for a while, but not, not in season seven. But I, well, let's not go into standard in the, let's not talk about them because if we do, we're going to be here for like two hours. Yes. And so, Josh says they call coach together. Well, I mean, he is right because it does, you know, it's good for the planet, but whatever. So Max tells Josh that Catherine told her that they paused their investigation on whoever killed Grace because they don't have enough evidence to pursue. So they probably are reading on, a, on another clue. And... The the teens have told Max that there was another car on the world that almost hit them. And there's money flying all around the scene. And they find out that the money is actually from the victim's bag. And Jack is photographing the the body and he he does see that there is a broken nose and broken ribs which it is expected from a car accident oh, because that happens when the he says that the this are common injuries that comes when you hit your car and the airbag deploys but that wasn't what kills her because there was too much blood and when he pulls her back he sees that there is a bullet bullet hole on her neck, and the bullet is still there, so it wasn't a through and through. And Serena, she tells Max that she called for the husband, but she said that she didn't like his vibe. She thinks that's something off about her. It's about like. Not wanted to do much with the body because last time we messed with the body, we messed with evidence from the body before our sister got to it. She, she cleared up the eyebrows. And I have never been able to make my water sister afraid of me, and the kids afraid of the younger sister, and Serena afraid of her younger sister. Well, a bit of a competition between brothers, but I mean, I would be pissed too if someone messed with my stuff and didn't tell me. So if you want to follow but she's not wanting to either anything to want or go over the bodies. So Josh is taking the lead on this investigation and they cannot find any bullet cases in the scene on the scene or in the third mile radius. And then Ellie and Josh they discovered that she was shot before the crash because uh there was a lot of blood in the airbag. But the the blood wasn't from her nose, and it wasn't from any other type of injury that she sustained post mortem. 
So they find out that the reason why she crashed into the light pole was because she was shot and she lost control of the car. There. Hold up. Okay. So Serena back in the labs and after the husband identifies the body, Catherine is making a GSR test on the husband and GSR, y'all know the GSR stands for gunshot residue is an actual acronym for this type of stuff because the like COD or COD, you know, and Catherine is doing this test and Serena thinks that the husband has something to do with the death of, of his wife. And she because the husband was in like Alan went after that one guy last week. Yeah. This I think, she, I think Serena has with domestic violence. Yeah, me too. I think she has a person with domestic violence because I don't think she would look as a woman, it is really hard to read or listen to anything related to domestic violence because Women, unfortunately, are the main victims of this type of violence. But Serena, something is, it, it feels like it's too close to home. So maybe she was a victim of domestic violence or she witnessed domestic violence in her house when she was growing up. I don't know. Oh, well, you did skip over probably most of the Well, back then, we are talking about carrying, and that's what she never carries. It might be a little shot of what happens later in the episode. Yeah, it also reminds me of how how Grissom never carried a weapon. Like we the only time we saw him with a weapon is with a gun was in season one episode when they were trying to solve this crime of this woman that was found buried by concrete, if I'm not mistaken, and Nick's life is on the line and he gets and then Grissom finds him, finds them, and then he draws his gun. That's the only time we ever saw him with a gun. And he was the supervisor. Matt, Max is the lab director, and she doesn't carry a gun. I mean, because she does tell Serena that the criminalist's biggest weapon is her brain. So it might, it might be it, too. So the bullet is, is of twenty two caliber. And Sonia tells Josh that Hugo didn't like him. We got a bit of, we kind of know that from season one, but I, I think that Hugo just didn't like the fact, didn't like how, how Josh. Everything is always around those two right now. It seems like. Yeah. I don't think Hugo liked the way that Josh treated it. Like he wouldn't do anything about Allie. Josh respected Allie was in the relationship, so she's. I think that both of them just need to push in the right direction. Well, so they. But they, so. Back then, Josh also makes a joke about their motion derby. Serena does not get it. And also, when the bullet is removed from the neck, there is this green residue on the bullet that they don't know where it came from. So they have to give it to Bo. So Bo has to find out what is that green residue. 
And my, oh God, why did they have to put in sex jokes between the three guys? Yeah, they weren't really cool, but whatever. I mean, I don't know. It was written by a man, and when the, they said that joke, I was like, you guys have a crime to solve? And so both finds out that the green residue is polypropylene. Polypropylene. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Which is in everything. So this is another another episode of Kari that doesn't know how to spell scientific words. So Chris and Allie, they are running the bullet, right? During doing ballistics. And Chris suggests that Allie doesn't like Serena. To me, to me they are just taking each other like siblings to yeah, I think so too, but I love how, how Ellie completes it, completely denies it, which is great, by the way, because we don't want to see a female rivalry in the show. We already had a lot in the past. Yeah, and Ellie is nice to Serena. She is nice to Serena. So Chris is still running the, the bullet through IFAS, and Ellie is being summoned to... Uh, reconstruction part of the lab and because Ellie is the jigsaw puzzle queen and he wants her to help him reassemble this those pieces that is, that might have come from the Vic's car and then while we're talking it was a yeah on the garage door and it's Trey yeah, can I just say something? That this episode is calling Josh either Joshua or Folsom. They are not calling him Josh or Fos. Well, so Trey, who is who we recognize him from episode two, is the guy that Josh called to check about the car that he and Catherine wanted to find. They find, so Trey asks, asks Josh to run some prints on a screwdriver. And Josh tells him that they cannot run prints on ordinary objects that are not related to any type of crime they are investigating because there's a lead policy against. And Trey uh, basically threatens him, which I think he's actually fine. Just met Ali, looked at Ali. So I think he's actually Josh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I just reminded. It just reminded me of something. Look, and we know we said that it's against. It could be against lab policies to date someone you work with. But in CSI New York, we see two CSIs. One's a cop, one's CSI. But see, the see each lab has different policies. Yes, each lab has different policies. Yeah, so the Las Vegas lab might have a different policy. You're right. Yeah, so it's through Dre that Josh finds out that her his mom, Jeanette, is out of prison. Yeah, so family is so messy. Yeah, so I mean I thought I thought they were uh I don't know, because in season one Josh did say that he was put in a trunk before, 
So I thought his family had it, something, anything to do with, I don't know, some mafia or something like that. But it appears that it's just a criminal. Yeah, maybe they're just, you know, a family of drug traffickers. Maybe Josh decided to be different. Josh decided to be different. Maybe he was the one who turned on all of his friends and family. And Max found something in him and decided to put him through CSI work, you know, CSI training, something like that. Because we do see from this episode that Max, it is kind of like a mother to Josh. Back to the main, back to the storyline. Max and Serena interview Hoppy again, and they find out that after he got a call from Mindy, he did not call nine one one. Which is what's is setting something is setting something off, and Serena MX's mind about about him. And. Serena and Josh do a search for a bullet and figure out about it being from a sniper. And Serena gets jealous of the new geek mind mount, new nickname, Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins, like, do you want to agree? Yeah, they kind of, like, flirt in front of her. So... So, well, they find the tire tracks that indicate that... uh, indicated that she was shot before the crash and that's what what makes them look for a bullet and josh discovers that they are looking for quote-unquote long-range marksman who knows how to lead a target in motion and then they head back to the lab yeah how is stupidly just to do what the seeds to do it, Trias. Yeah, she encouraged him to do that while they run. They're doing a bullet test on the gel. You know, I don't know, or Jello. <laughs> I mean, it's not Jello, man. But <laughs> this is ballistic gels. They is actually real. They use it to run bullets, but I think it's a different gel when you trying to imitate that on a human body it's another one it's the orange gel so they find out that the bullet was going at 360 feet per second it's then the load capacity yes and then the three women talk about how that could happen the three csis that's Catherine, ali So Catherine says that they're looking for someone with army sniper sniper currency that could be targeting her because she's a paralegal. You know, the victim is a paralegal. So Max and Allie, they conclude that that she could have been shot from her own backyard. Actually, Allie, Max says that Allie said it could be from about any that was out of the part either of those two so we cut to serena and ali they're kevin's in the area they are trying to talk to anyone who might have heard the shot because the shot was loud 
and a boy named Tash appears to have a bad case of pimples. That's important. So both both find rain balloon that the bullet hit, and they start looking for the casings. So Max finds the cases and she calls Serena and then she heard someone approaching, but it's someone else. It's not Serena. This person hits Max in the head and this person is left-handed. And so Max managed to keep one bullet casing. She found like three or four. And the suspect runs away with most of it, but but Max manages to save one bullet casing for them. And, and they just went to the hospital. Josh is rushing in. Catherine jumps to calm him down. And Catherine talks about how the complex and something is going on with Lindsay. Yeah, so I think that. That blonde lady that we see in the trailer is Lindsay, is not someone involved in the case that she pers- I mean, Lindsay could be involved in the like, case, right? I think, you know, I think Lindsay's still known by Lindsay. I mean, I don't know. I think something happened to not agree with something that was going on with how Lindsay was doing with her baby, and then that created a rift. And Catherine has this guilt complex because a lot of things happen. When she was a lady in investigation, or you know, or or she was one of the investigators, like Holly died in the scene when she was working with her. I mean, Greg got blown up because Catherine left a liquid on this, on the uh, on this. Greg got a yeah. So yeah, and so, then was kidnapped. When she and supervisor. You know, a lot of stuff happened with Catherine. And I think she also felt guilty about Sarah getting kidnapped. I mean, not only Grissom, but I think she she felt guilty too because Grissom was the main investigators. She and Grissom were the senior investigators on the Natalie Davis case. So Catherine also worked in the amount of Natalie Davis cases. Yeah, so, well, so, Catherine tells Josh that this is his investigation now, and if he has to lead the team and to know what is going on, and then Josh tells Allie and Chris that they have to run the, they have to run the, run the showcase and to find out if they, if the bullet was ever used in a different crime but can i just point out something before he decides what to do he looks at Allie, and then he looks at max and then he decides what to do just pointing this out because i'm a ransom's hand so they find out that the weapon is a ruger 22 that was manufactured. yeah chris and Allie did and this weapon was manufactured 30 years ago it has a huge history. Yeah, so the weapon was used in robberies, homicide, robberies, homicide home invasions, vandalism, you name it. But some of this were reported by Anne Point Davis. 
look, Natalie Davis did not was not a CSI. She was not a police officer. She wasn't working with the with the LVPD. She was just working in the janitorial system. It could be someone else. Maybe it's just an Easter egg. Yeah. Maybe just an Easter egg. And they find out the most recent owner, Catherine Alley, got an interview on Catherine's house shit about her and makes her focus on the interview. Yeah, and while Catherine's questioning her, she's wearing her vest, and can I just say, feels amazing to see Catherine wearing her vest again, as if everything is right in the world. And this woman, she said that the rifle was stolen. But Josh, in the meantime, Josh finds out that whoever hit Max is left-handed. And so, both, meanwhile, Bo found out, finds out that the attacker went through cement recently. Yep. So, uh, Bo, Chris, and Josh, they are looking for the rifle in this fresh cement on the, on the construction site. Can I just say, those three right there, they represent the three last brain cells, okay? Bo is doing the bare minimal. Chris is Chris already gave up, and Josh is still trying with this huge hammer breaking the, the cement. And Serena... Points out a lot of possible weapons. There's a lot of weapons that the attacker could have used, and and then after Josh finds the rifle, we go back to the lab. Captain goes yeah. to Josh and Allie, and it forms a this condition, right to combustion, and a broken black hole. Yeah, and Josh says that whoever. I mean, it is impossible to take this shot because the weapon didn't have a scope. You needed a scope to shot the to shot this weapon, and they don't know how that could have happened if the weapon didn't have a scope. And exactly, Josh Young wants to buy Sir Isaac Newton a beer. <laughs> I mean, I can I just say something? I felt like I was back in physics class when Josh started to to say to ramble some some things about gravity and and you know physics and some stuff like that and they're like boy i wasn't good at physics you didn't like it either yeah so like can you just can you show me how that will work and then he's like what's your closet csi I mean, if Sarah was the one explaining to me what, how the shot was taken, I would probably understand better. I don't know. It's just, I was never good at physics. So, Ellie. Yeah, and Josh concludes that the death was accidental. The death was accidental, you know. She wasn't at the... The victim was not being targeted. Her death was purely an accident. And Ellie remembers that Cash has this scarring on his face. And they go back to see Cash and his grandma. 
and they they are able to prove that a catch was the one that shot the rifle because there was this big piece of wood inside his face. And it was all because he was being bullied. Look, I'm not saying... Look, a lot of people get bullied and not a lot of victims turn out to be criminals. Okay. Yeah, like me too. I mean, not, not all of us turn out to be criminals. But some people... It gets so bad that they just have to try and fight back. And sometimes they do it in a lethal way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Serena finds out that the grandma is the one that attacks Max. She just finds out. She just finds jeans with the the fat on. And they know whoever attacks Max is left-handed, and the grandma does Sudoku with her left hand. So, Car- Cash is arrested with his grandma, and when they are being taken away, the Vic's husband has the audacity. He has the audacity, Adam, because I don't think he has any nerve. He has the audacity to demand an apology from Serena. Serena. And said, you know, your wife is going to leave you, so. You put her in the path of the bullet. Like, yes, queen, go ahead. Shame this, this abuser piece of, you know, so... So later, Josh meets Trey, and he asks Trey, why does he want the results? Why does he want the prints? And Trey's like, oh, somebody put a prank on me. I just want to, you know, get back to them. And Josh is like, why are you trying to locate math distributors? Which leads me to believe that Josh's family, Josh's family, might be involved with I don't know drug cartel or or drug trafficking, something like that. And Josh tells Trey that he's not going to give him the name. And Trey tells Josh that he was the one that left them. He was the one who who left the family and all that. And Josh tells him, no, I, I got it out. I tried to make the, to do the same thing for you, but you didn't want to go. Which really think that Max was the one that pulled that. I don't know. I don't think she was the one that pulled Josh out of it. I think Josh already wanted out. And Max was the one that gave him a chance to do it. Max was the one that gave him her hand, like, okay, let, let's go. Let, you, know, you already have maybe physics knowledge or something like that. You can go through CSI training. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Josh visits Max in the hospital and tells her that they got both the shooter and her attacker. And, and he also brought her up some food. It was a double, which I think is like, 
A double cheeseburger and double order of fries. That's why I think they have this like mother and son relationship, which would kind of make Max. I mean, which will kind of make Penny and Josh like brother and sister because Max acts as both as their yeah, mother. Yeah, all the all the kids, all the animals in the group. <laughs> no, I love that. So. Okay, this one was brief. So you would you like to add something, Bree? No, Bree, talk about what we need to. Yeah, so next episode, what is the name of that next week's episode? Oh, I think that week's episode was written by Anthony Zyker, right? It's called Koala. Fun. And the name is something going on between Terraplin and her daughter. Strange. I mean, Catherine and, and Lindsay had tortures. Yeah, they had like this, uh, you know, not bad relationship, but they had this tricky, tricky relationship. I don't know. Like it seemed like at times Lindsay was closer to Sarah. <laughs> Just well, like she was mother. Well, I, I think I think Lindsay turned out to be a CSI because she lived on the lab. Yeah, practically, and and I mean, Catherine was trying her hard, like really hard, to be a good mother. But there was this one time that she brought Lindsay to the morgue and showed her a dead body. And Doc is like, why are you doing this? Why are you showing a dead body to, like, a 12-year-old kid? Which I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him, too. Like, 12 years old, 12-year-olds should not be looking at dead body. That was, that was really bad. I mean, Doc, Doc if you, like, tries to call Catherine's attention to it, I mean, there was a lot of ways. That she could have called Lindsay out. You know, showing her that body is not one of them. Yes. And the only way it's okay is that it's not the most person identifying the body. Oh, did we? We did not mention something. Hold up. So I was Twitter, like last night, and I find something, and I found something quite interesting, by the way. It is from user emo emo sadness emo sadness. I cannot spell her name, but her name on Twitter is Martina, and she said that she and her friend Lancia Sadi they came up with a name for not just you know it's not a romantic ship, you know it could be a romantic ship, but I don't think they're gonna go there. But for it's also a friendship name. Between Serena and Sonia, it's called Serenia, which is a great name, by the way. And that sounds like Irish. It sounds a bit Irish. It does, huh? So this was it for this week's episode of CSI Talk. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We love you guys so so much, and see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.